everyone, and welcome to Minute 75 of Season 3 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action movie, Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again is Eric Deutsch from the Flash Gordon Minute and Escape from New York Minute. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Thank you. I have survived the full week. As uh, to allay your fears, I'm not dying hard, so I'm okay. All right. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that you're still back. You know, try, try not to die hard after today also. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, we'll I, want, I want to keep you alive, you know, at least at least through, through through the end of today. You know, what happens with you now on Monday is beyond my control, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it depends if you're on the inside of the RV or if you're on the outside of the RV or who knows. Or or if you're 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 pissing off uh, you know Franco I don't know could be any of that. <laughs> so uh, minute seventy five. First of all, I'm surprised. I'm 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 happy we, we've gotten to seventy five minutes. We're at, I'm, I'm an hour and a quarter through the movie. We've less than an hour to go till till we finish it. We're we're moving along at a great pace and things things are fun. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, all all of my listeners are uh, having as much fun as uh, me and my guests have been having. Uh, hopefully you've been having a fun week also, Eric. Yeah, I mean Die Hard is my favorite action movie ever. So uh, actually, no, we never, we never, we never even discussed that. So why, why don't you, you want to give us a little bit of your background of Die Hard? Oh sure, uh, I saw it in the movie theater when it came out um, when I was just a kid, and I loved it immediately. I mean, at that point, I only obviously like most people I knew Bruce Willis as that guy from Moonlighting, so it was you know a pleasant surprise. And uh, once it came on HBO, I taped it, and I and I watched it a million times on VHS that I had taped from HBO. Uh, once I graduated to DVDs, it's one of the first DVDs that I bought. Uh, it is the first R movie I ever showed my older son. Um, How old is he now? He's he's almost 13 now. Uh, I probably showed it to him the first time, maybe, oh, I don't know, two, three, four years ago or something. You see, um, I, I, I have a problem with that. I want yeah. Not a problem with you. I, I wanted, This is a movie I want to show my kids. Uh, but because of the the one gratuitous nudity scene, I have a lot of problems, uh, you know, wanting to show it to them with, you know, by finding a way of just, you know, ignoring that 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 fact. That, uh, how'd you get around that? Did you get around? Uh, that? <laughs> you know, I mean, they were young <laughs> enough that they thought it was funny, like, oh, ha, ha, boobs, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That that that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, my younger son by now has seen it. Also, they both love it. Um, incidentally, the first star movie my younger son ever watched was Predator, another John McTiernan movie, which is interesting. Yeah. I, that was not done on purpose. It just happened to be coincidental. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, this is just uh, it's got what, like I said earlier this week, it's got one of the best movie villains of all time. You know, it's got one of the best movie heroes, action heroes of all time. There's great action. There's great humor. You know, it's a tight plot. It's just it's perfectly edited and, and, and uh, paced. Uh, it's just it really is a great movie. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on every single one of those points, and and I will now reconsider showing it to my uh, eighteen and uh, and fifteen year old sons. <laughs> there you go. Your your younger son is older than my oldest son, and they've both seen it. So you're yeah, you should be good. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I don't like to you know uh, I, I I they like action movies and they probably mm-hmm. won't pay any attention to it, but I just have a problem as a father, you know, showing ah, gotcha. something okay. like that. That that's what yeah. it comes down to, you know, because because it's not needed. I mean, we had a whole long discussion the the week that we discussed the the the, the minute that that uh, they had the gratuitous nudity, whether it's actually needed in this movie or in most movies. 
and we, we came up with a few that, that, that we thought gratuitous nudity is needed in order to uh, empower the story. But Die Hard is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, it was only needed in the sense that every 1980s R-rated movie or action movie at some point, you know, was like required to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, it goes back to it was needed in the script. You know, yes. Actually, it wasn't in the script, but it was needed for the plot. The The producer came and said, oh, you know what? <laughs> I think you should take her top off. Oh. <laughs> All right, so minute 75 begins with the RV approaching the building and ends with the missile hitting the RV dead on. So we ended things yesterday with the uh, miniature RV, uh, <laughs> which, you know, moving towards the building. We're not sure if it if it if it's a, a, a model or if it's it's the real shot from above or whatever. And this minute it continues it and then it quickly jumps back to the the middle of the uh, hostage room and, you know, Franco is still looking out the window at everything going on and he, he feels someone walking towards him. One of the hostages starts walking towards the window and Franco uh, turns around and quite agitated and starts screaming, get out of here, get back, get the fuck back. And then he goes, get over there. And I mean, I don't know if this is really needed also. It's, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't add much to the to the whole plot of the movie. The fact that 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 we see Franco is is agitated here. You know, maybe he's maybe he's upset that he's not part of the action going on downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, you know, we had we've been talking about how you know a lot of the criminals have been so nonchalant, and then finally, in the last minute, we finally got one who's very agitated. So, you know, maybe it's just showing, uh, oh, you know, here's another one who's also agitated and is nonchalant. They're not all necessarily uniform. I mean, I don't know what the motivation of this character is walking towards him. Is he looking, is he walking there just to try to see, like, well, hmm, what's going on? Or was he actually going to, like, you know, try to grab the gun away? Push him out. <laughs> or push him out. Or push him out, <laughs> yeah. Even though the window is, there's probably a window in there. So, yeah, that wouldn't really work. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not really sure why this is here. You know, and then, like, he pushes the, – the guy jumps back really, really quickly. Yeah. And then we, we get a shot of uh, James struggling uh, to push the cart all by himself and, uh, you know, trying to turn a slight corner with the whole thing. And then we we have uh, Theo, you know, shouting onto the radio to to both James and Alexander, uh, you know, to, to, to you know – Get over there already. And the uh, you know then we we get a lot of German between uh, Alexander and and James who both uh, start talking back to one another. And I mean a few of the words that Alexander says I actually recognize because they're similar to Yiddish words that I've hmm. that I've heard. You know like one of them is Weiter. Weiter means uh, you know move forward. Maybe that's what maybe he's, you know he is telling him to go forward. And he also seems to be telling him to go faster. I'm, I'm trying to remember what the word was for that. There, there, there was a word also that I, that, that I you know, uh, schnell. Yeah, schnell, uh, schnell. It's a schnell. Schnell, schnell, like move, move. I think that's what it means. So it's like move, move, move faster. You know, move over there. That type of thing. And you know, as they're 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 walking, or as they're they're trying to move faster, so one of the the crates uh, falls off, and James goes to pick it up, and Alexander tells him, "No, no, no don't take it." You know, he, he like motions to him, don't take it, let's move. 
and they, they, they get to the spot where they need to go. They open up two of the, the, the caskets or whatever you want to call them. And they, they take out all this heavy machinery, weaponry, you know, and, and start putting it together really quickly. You know, this whole uh, missile launcher, they're, they're, they're quite adept at the way that they're doing this. Now, we, we've seen Alexander a few times before in the movie. You know, we've seen him, uh, you know, looking out from the third floor window at things that are going on. Uh, we suspect that he is the reason why he's the one who shot at Al from the window. And also, he's the one who shot at the lights, but we, we've never we didn't see him do it. The script mentions a few times that he that that he has a very light tr- trigger finger and and constantly wants to, to shoot. So I don't know if that's really uh, reasoning or not, but uh, you know he he's done more than than have him scream at James <laughs> at Vigo the, the, the what, what did you say Vigo the Carpathian. Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> and the two. Then uh, at this point, James opens the one another crate and pulls out a missile from it. You know, which is tightly packed. You see, like all the the star, the foam around it, so that uh, you know that things don't get jostled along the way. And uh, then the RV continues down the street, and as this continues down the street, we first of all we see it, we see it pass a uh, Batman spotlight. So I guess they didn't shoot them all out. <laughs> then we we get a shot of Alexander looking into the the visor of this uh, rocket launcher, and he screams out, "Yeah, I see." Why is he suddenly speaking English, by the way? So that we can understand. <laughs> <laughs> Why else? I mean, I, I find it very interesting that they have them speak German throughout the movie instead of having them just speak English. You know mm. that that especially in the eighties, that was something that was much more prevalent. You know that they they would have characters speak, you know the they have them speak English because you know as as we all know us Americans are all, are all really lazy and don't want to have to read subtitles, right? You know so it's better to just have everyone speak English. But uh, in at this point they didn't do that, and then he uh, starts aiming it. They give us another shot, and it's a very long shot. Of the whole street, you know, I don't know if this is Olympic Boulevard or not. I'm not sure, but you see the RV on the basically driving down the wrong side of traffic. Okay, coming, coming, uh, it's coming on the in the the right side lane towards, uh, you know, towards Nakatomi, but Nakatomi is on the left hand side, and you see the stairs going up towards the Nakatomi building from the street itself, also, which is. Apparently, this is all after the the parking lot. You can see the parking lot in the in the background on the left hand side. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like he basically bypasses the parking lot and moves over. You know, and and it it drives uh, as I said, it's driving on the wrong side of the road, and then it veers off and crosses over the divider, and we once again see. Uh, Alexander and James uh, conversing in German, not knowing what they're actually saying to one another. And then the RV like jumps up the stairs, completely taking out one of the railings of the of the stairs. There's like a middle railing that just gets uh, compacted. And uh, you know, we, we were talking earlier this week about uh, 
the way that you fold up, uh, you know, double mint gum or juicy fruit, that's what they do here. They fold, <laughs> they really just folded it. And you see two, you can see two drivers on the inside as they're going through. They both, both have these white, white hats that say LAPD on them. And then uh, we, we get James slapping uh, Alexander on the back, you know, tapping him on the back, basically giving him the order that, that he can fire. And uh, then then he shoots it and, you know, the, the rocket goes down. Now, when he shoots it, you see that, that James is nowhere to be seen. Okay. So, first of all, you would think that that might be a continuity error, but I want to mention something else first. So, when you have, uh, you know, having been in the army, so I, I know how some of these things work. Isn't he? Isn't he there? He's there, crouching, holding his hands over his ears. He's not standing he's where he just was. Oh, he's oh, okay. I see. Yes. What you're yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's quickly changed his spot. That's the thing. Yes. 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 So the first thing is, is whenever you're you're behind someone and you're you're loading up a weapon. Okay, so then you you tap them on the shoulder to to let them know that it's been loaded so that they can shoot. And obviously, you don't want to stand behind a weapon that's being fired like that because there's definitely going to be a lot of back blow. Uh, there's going to be fire coming out the back. And if James would have stood there, uh, we would have found a uh, Vigo the Carpathian, uh, the headless Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> Um, but what I like also is, is that it completely lights up this room that they're in. Mm. Um, and you see, you see a desk that has like a, looks like a phone book on it and, and some, some binders and stuff like that. And it looks like it's a dilapidated desk, which doesn't fit into a, you know, a high tech, uh, building, even if it's still in the middle of being built, why would it have this, uh, seemingly broken down, uh, desk in there that's missing the only thing i can think of is the construction team needed a desk in in this room and they felt well it's a construction site it's not going to be you know it's going to get racked you know knocked up and beat up and and we're only going to be here for x number of months anyway so just you know what desk do we have lying around we can stick here that we can at least have a desk there that we can use even if there's drawers missing Right. Okay, that could be. That that that's that's a fair assessment. I like the fact that they they do show him, you know, not standing behind him, but he has crouched. Uh, you know, he's he's crouched down on the side and mm. holding his ears. Now, Alexander, on the other hand, hopefully has earplugs in. <laughs> <laughs> but we we will never find that out whether he does because because he's not picking his ears like uh, Huey Lewis was <laughs> a few days ago. And let me say, there is something very cool about a weapon that has to be bolted down before you can use it. Yes, I've used weapons like that. Uh, that is cool. Yeah, it's because they have such they're they're causing such a shock right. that that if they're not bolted down, they're not gonna you know they're gonna move, and you don't want it to move. Right. You want to be as accurate as possible with uh, with whatever it is that uh, you're trying to shoot, and they they get a direct hit, and you know. We we see the blast as the as the minute ends. We see the blast on one side, but then the other side blasts also. So I'm not really sure how that works. <laughs> Maybe it's the fire well, coming out no. the other window. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I, I was I had one eye on the counter as I was doing my notes for this minute because I was like, oh, man, it, the, the explosion is not going to happen until after the minute's over and I'm not going to be able to talk about the explosion. And then with one second left, the explosion started. So I was like, oh, yes, good. I can talk about the explosion. <laughs> um, it, 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 I think it, uh, you know, if you do continue, at, you know, um, on Monday's minute when, when the, the cons- explosion completes in the, in the first few seconds of the next minute, you know, they did a little bit of the classic action movie of making sure we see the explosion a couple of different times yeah. from a couple of different angles to you know maximize the money being spent on the explosion so you know it's uh yeah we might see it a little bit on the left a little bit on the right all right so it's not you know who who knew when they were making this movie that there were going to be freaks like us pausing this and looking at it like this you know yeah exactly that's true no one, no one would have thought 34 years ago that 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 <laughs> uh, you know some crazy people would be sitting and talking about Die Hard uh, one minute right. at a time, right? You know, and, and all the things that we found, it's, it's all out of love, you know. But uh, still, is there anything else you want to say about this uh, minute before we get into the script? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, for the RV, I think it took way too long to get in position. I don't know why it was so far away and had to have this really long trip. It was the build-up, the, the build-up. You know, I, I mean, yeah, movie reasons, um, but in-universe reasons, I, I can't think of anything why. It's like, why is this car taking so long to drive to this building? It's just, you know, that I, you know, that was insane. It gets stuck on the stairs. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, this is like in the NFL if you're fumbling the ball on the two-yard line. You know, you've just run 90 yards and you're and and you get and you you've dropped the ball right before the end zone. I mean, this is like the robot in RoboCop that can't use the stairs. This is just like a huge design flaw of they've got this great plan sending the RV and it doesn't quite make it there where it needed to go. (laughs) Um, Which leads me into what exactly is the plan? Um, (laughs) Ram through the wall to create an opening in the building, I guess. But if that's the plan, like there's no... There's no one there's no backup that's nearby that could rush in the hole in the wall that it would create. Um how many guys could really be inside that tank anyway to be able to to you know come out and storm the building? It doesn't look like it would fit that many were they not aware it couldn't go up the stairs. You know, did they would they just figure, "Oh, let's send it. I'm sure it can make it up the stairs without really thinking about it." It just this is one of those you know movie scenes where when you do this kind of movie by minute thing, you start to think of like the the actual plan doesn't really make any sense whatsoever. Well, I'm going to enlighten you in a few seconds when we talk about the script. Ah, all right. <laughs> you jumped the gun a little bit, but that's fine. So the the script basically, it, it truncates this entire minute. You know, it has a short little thing about uh, Alexander and James. It says the service elevator arrives at the third floor and James and Alexander move across the room towards the windows with the anti-tank weapon at the window. They prepare the weapon for use. Now there's no uh, screaming in German between the two of them or anything like that. And they also don't have something falling as they, you know, none of the crates fall as they're moving along. And then it says outside the window, the armored car has stopped in front of the wounded man, men, and paramedics quickly load them in from the sheltered side of the vehicle. So according to the script, the plan was that this was being, that the RV was being sent in just to uh, extricate the wounded. Huh. It's not meant as an assault vehicle. 
I mean, again, it doesn't make sense the way that this is because, you know, if the idea is, is that, again, I'm talking about from the script. What they try right. doing in the movie is completely different because we we don't see paramedics get out. Right. We don't see anyone, anyone. We don't even see the wounded guys there. Right. You know, because the wounded guys are not here. The wounded guys are on the other side. Right. Because, uh, you know, the, the, the door where where they were trying to get in is the one where, you know, Theo parked his car. Um months ago <laughs> this is not the same door I don't, I don't i'm trying to figure out where this door is it's the southwest corner no right? that, no but that south? is southeast right it's the southeast, southeast corner cor southeast corner southeast corner but nobody's there yeah you know how is alexander there to be shooting from that area also you know apparently he's been on the third floor the whole time but he's going from different places so maybe that explains how he's shooting out different window panes because it's a different shot i don't know i have to check that out but the the according to the script, the plan is is that the RV is there to to extricate the wounded. Hmm. So so that they came up with this, you know, that this this is a big tweak that they made. Yeah. While they were filming, or or I don't or, know. As part I have of the no idea. Script, I guess. Hmm. I have no idea. And then another slight difference is is that Alexander says to Hans on the CB, "I have them," and then Hans tells him, "Okay, fire." So here it's James who's giving him the the, the, the okay, not Hans. So hmm. is Vico the Carpathian more powerful, or does he have? Uh, is he ranked higher than uh, than Hans Gruber? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It also ties into Hans giving that order. Ties into uh, like we talked about in a previous minute. I had mentioned how Hans doesn't want to raise the stakes by killing cops yet, but as we alluded to in that same minute, he clearly quickly changed his mind uh, because <laughs> there, I don't think anyone in that RV is surviving that missile launch. Um, yeah. I wonder if, um, you know, the thing is Hans like seems to have anticipated everything, you know, like later on we get into like the cutting of the power and the stuff like that, you know, and like, you know, he anticipated all of that, but it almost seems like he didn't anticipate this. Um, you know, just with the guys being well, agitated he, he did and rushing bring, over. He did you know? bring a missile launcher. He did, he did bring, bring a, a missile launcher. launcher yeah, <laughs> but, you know, with Theo saying, you know, get over there, and they're agitated, and they're running over, and, and you know, it, I, I, I wonder if they anticipated a spe this specific thing of, like, them bringing an armored truck to try to ram into the building. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Probably not, because Theo is surprised. Right. But, but we've also discussed this a few times, the fact that uh, Hans is the only one who knows the entire mm, plan. That's true, yeah. He keeps it completely compartmentalized. Nobody knows yeah. everything. Theo doesn't even know everything. Asian Dawn. I, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, and Carl doesn't either. Exactly. There, but Hans is definitely the mastermind here. All right. So, is there anything else you, you want to say about the movie in general? No, no. That's that's pretty much everything. All right. Great. So, on every Friday, we have a surprise segment where uh, my guests uh, generally don't know what the surprise is. And I ask a, a simple question. There's much controversy about Die Hard over the last 34 years. You know, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or is it not? <laughs> and, you know, so what do you think, Eric? Give And uh, you, you need to make sure to, uh, you know, uh, show, show your work. <laughs> <laughs> I say yes. Um, I mean, it takes place during it, – it's a Christmas party. Um you know, Let It Snow is the song playing over the closing credits, which isn't a specifically a Christmas song, but, it, you know, it's come to sort of being associated with Christmas. Um, 
you know, I, I know Bruce Willis was very adamant about this fact. Uh, but to me, yes, it is a Christmas movie. Okay. That's fair. That's very fair. All right. Do you want to once again uh, tell people how they can get in touch with you? Sure. So I co-hosted Escape from New York Minute and Flash Gordon Minute, and they both are available on all the podcatchers out there. We have listener groups on Facebook for both of them. We have Twitter feeds for both of them, so you can contact us through them as well. All right. Excellent. And one thing I like to to mention every so often is that uh, both Eric and I are part of the Movies by Minute community. There are, as of recording, there are uh, at least 224 Movies by Minute uh, podcasts that are going. So you can go to their website, moviesbyminute.com, and try and find your favorite movie that maybe has been already done uh, in Movies by Minute style. And if for some reason you can't find your favorite movie there, maybe you want to actually start your own podcast and uh, get in on all the fun, Mm. just like Eric and I have, and uh, do your own. It's a lot of fun. it, it's a lot of work also, of but work. it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but but if you love the movie and uh, you know you you want to find the time, I I think it uh, you know it it's a very fun thing to do. And think about it: there's only 224 different groups of people that have done these, so you 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 would be part of a very unique and elite uh, uh, group of people, crazy people, but people. <laughs> <laughs> and finding me is very simple. All you have to do is just a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Or you can go directly to my website, MovieRobMinute.com. Eric, I want to once again thank you for for joining me. Uh, This has been a lot of fun for me this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed this week also. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right. I appreciate that. And uh, we'll be back on uh, Monday with with a, a new guest for next week. But until then, have a great weekend and yippee-ki-yay! yippee ki